Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, and we're excited to talk about your questions about sex. Uh, How are you doing today, Spring? I'm doing so great, and I'm so excited about our topic today. I'm so excited to fight with you. Spoiler alert. Today is our first episode of Nogasm. Um, Where Spring and I don't really see eye to eye. Um, We almost recorded this episode before. We sat and we talked about it for about an hour and a half, and we couldn't get to it. But our listeners, all of you, want to hear... Us disagree, disagree occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I've actually talked about our disagreement over this issue with a few friends, and all of them were like, "Oh my God, where's that episode?" And I said, "Oh no, we we didn't record that." And they're like, "Oh my God, you have to record you guys fighting about this. Like that's what we need to hear." And so today we're gonna do it. We're gonna talk about some differing opinions for once, which I think it's going to be hard for us to find differing opinions, but occasionally I think we'll uncover them. And before we get there, I want to wish everybody a happy Lunar New Year. See, we can we can start with something happy. Like, yeah. happy Lunar New Year, everybody. Happy Chinese New Year. I'm not Chinese, but um, I love celebrating. I think that we need many more reasons to celebrate. And I think the American calendar is, is really pretty terrible with the few days a year it actually gives us to celebrate. So I, I'm at a point where I just want to, like, go all around the world, found, find holidays that celebrate, like, joy, happiness, good luck, family, connection, and be like, well, well now, we have a, now we have at least two days a month where we can celebrate. Because really, if you think about our calendar, it's like, you know, one day here, one day here, two days here, and then we're done. And I think that we, I mean, I celebrate all the time. (laughs) I like the happy Lunar New Year, happy Chinese New Year, because it's, I think, uh, anytime we get to think about, you know, fresh starts, which it can be every day, um, is fun. So I think, you know, we can kind of embody this, like, New year, new year, new year again, and, you know, keep making changes to make our lives better, make our sex lives better, make them healthier, happier, more fun. Yeah. Sexier. Sexier. Yeah. Well, I mean, every day starts fresh with no mistakes in it, right? So we can even take that down to every single day you wake up and there are no mistakes yet and you start fresh. But I, I like the idea of a new year. Um, There's a new faculty member who works with us and um, she is from China and she's from far, far, far away. And, uh, her family isn't here. So I got a red envelope and a little red cat. So I'm going to go surprise her for Lunar New Year. So she gets at least a little taste of home here about as far away from um, China as you can get That's here great. in Miami. But it's going to be super fun. Okay. You ready for the question today, everyone? Yeah. I've been putting it off, <laughs> avoiding it. Um, so the question comes, it's actually a big paragraph, but we've kind of distilled it down to... Um, my boyfriend doesn't like it when I talk about our sex with my friends, right? So there's a relationship with a woman and a man, and um, the the man, the boy in the relationship is upset whenever his girlfriend goes and talks to her friends about the sex that she's having with him. Yeah. So when Andrew and I initially talked about this question, um, usually we come up with a short answer first and then we talk about what we're going to discuss. And when we talked about this one, I was like, 
yeah, that's fine. She should be able to talk about that with her friends. And Andrew was like, <laughs> and I absolutely not. I think that our show is constantly talking about how important it is to have consent between people in air, all areas. Uh, and that if someone says, no, I'm not okay with this, then we shouldn't do it. What do you think, everyone? Okay, th thanks all. So uh, we'll see you all no. next week. So, would, no. Yeah, so I mean, one of the things that I was first thinking about is how it is important for us to be able to talk about our own experiences and share them so that we are able to process them and we're able to get others' points of views and we're able to see things from an outside perspective. So that was one of the main things I was thinking about as I'm saying, yes, someone should be able to share their experiences that they are having with a partner, with their friends, and they should be able to talk about that. Right. And when I read this question, I agree with what was Spring saying that we should be able to talk about those experiences. Um, but from the way that the question came to us when I read it, I, I, I thought very much that perhaps she's talking to her friends and then the guy is getting flack from it, right? Like, like the people may be making fun of him, making you know, jabs at him. Maybe he's really personal about it. Or he's not comfortable talking about it. Um, and, and, you know, if you have a circle of friends, um, if you start talking about your sex with them, eventually everybody hears about it and it gets back to the person as well. So maybe uh, there's some insecurity, maybe aren't people aren't being kind. Um, so if you're going to be talking about sex with your friends, you should make sure you're doing it under the the rules of I'm talking about my experiences, please don't go, you know, rib my boyfriend because I'm talking to you about whatever it is that's happening. Yeah, so we always talk about how important consent is on this show, and I am very, very actively promoting consent across all areas of our lives, including sexuality and even communication about sex. And I think that I had some personal experiences that actually kind of went against this and in this specific situation. So one of the things that I talked about with Andrew is saying, um, for example, I've been in some abusive relationships where the person um, that I was in a relationship with would not have wanted me to share things because they were trying to control me in some way. So if I hadn't shared uh, specific information about our sexual relationship with my friends, I wouldn't have been able to see it from an outside perspective and see the emotional abuse and controlling behavior that was happening. So if I had said to that partner, I need to have your consent to share this with my friends, they would have said no, and then I wouldn't have been able to find some of this clarity around the relationship. So one of the ways I was thinking about this question is that it could potentially be dangerous to always need consent to talk about something that you're experiencing with a partner. Right. So, uh, and, and I mean, I've talked with my friends about this as well. Um, and whenever Spring gave that answer, it made me take a step back and really think about the issue and what's going on. Um, and when I thought about it some more, I, I think that she was answering a different question than the one I read. Like she was answering a different kind of question um, based on her own personal experiences and how her previous conversations with friends helped her escape from... Um, 
negative relationships, abusive relationships. Um, so, I mean, her, I, I'm not disagreeing with her that if you're in an abusive relationship, talking to your friends about those kind of situations can be really helpful in giving you perspective on getting out. But I didn't read that as part of the question. But, um, my, but my argument is that sometimes you don't know it's a bad relationship until you're sharing these things. So, like, I couldn't see what was happening in those instances until I had a couple of friends be like, that doesn't sound like you like that. And that doesn't sound like that's okay for you. So why, why are you still allowing this? And I was like, yeah, you're right. And thank you. (laughs) So I think that that's where it gets a bit tricky when sometimes we need outside perspective, but we're not really, sure of that in our own heads yet and so so how do we know like how do we know when it is somebody kind of controlling us in some way saying no you can't have my consent to talk about our sexual relationship and how do we know when that's a healthy boundary that they're putting up uh, well, well, right. I mean, <laughs> for me, th- that's the crux of the issue. Spring's answering a very different kind of question than I am when we come into this. Um, so for me, when I read this question, um, and Spring and I were just with a group of our interns, and we asked a question that kind of led to this, and people started immediately revealing embarrassing stories about their significant others in front of a group of mixed people, many of whom were friends with them. Um, and that's also part of the reason Spring and I are talking about it. Like, this happened in a group, and we're like, ah, no, this is not the question we asked at all. And people are immediately starting to reveal quest- or reveal intimate details about someone other people in this room know that they would find embarrassing. And that, I mean, that wasn't at all about being in an abusive relationship, right? right. That was kind right. of getting a laugh out of an experience that happened. Right. And, and I think that's the big difference. Yeah. Like if, if, if you're talking with your friends about things that is funny, ha ha laugh, let's make a joke out of the sex you're having with your partner or make a joke out of something that's happening with your partner, then you're not doing it because it's an abusive relationship. You're not doing it for perspective. You're doing it to be an a-hole. So yeah, let's, well, maybe not an a-hole, but <laughs> um, a hole and a mouth hole. Some, um, you, for attention, maybe. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, in that instance where we, we heard some, um, people sharing intimate stories. It was really interesting because we heard them say things like, um, my partner would die if they knew I was telling you this, but blah, 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 blah. And I was like trying to cover my ears. Like, why would you tell me this if you know that that's something that would embarrass your partner? Like, why would you share this with a group of people who (laughs) some of them know your partner when you are saying that that would embarrass them? And so that made me really want to revisit this question and record, record this podcast even more because I could firsthand see it from the other side that Andrew was arguing where we we need to be a lot more, I think, aware of other people's feelings and not just kind of blow that off. Like, oh, he would hate if if he knew this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like that's, that's not a way to treat your partner with love and respect. Right. 
So, I mean, I, I think one of the issues that Spring and I had, and the conflict that Spring and I are having today about the question is a lot more chill than it was <laughs> a couple months ago when we first started, um, is that we don't have all of the details surrounding why this question is being asked as well. Um, if someone doesn't like them, you like you talking about sex because they want to be controlling of you and they think that they own your sexuality and they think that that is something that they could that they should control, then certainly that's a point that that's at a point or that's a context or situation where it's probably healthy for you. Well, probably to get out of that sort of relationship, but probably healthy for you to talk with your friends to gain the kind of context to gain that kind of perspective that Spring was talking about. Um, the way that I read the question, if you are talking about the sex that you're having with your partner, with your friends as a joke or as a lark or as a tee hee hee hee, let me tell you this kind of story that my partner doesn't want other people to know because they're embarrassed about it's, it, it's, I mean, it, 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 it seems harmful and hurtful to your relationship and that you don't really respect the consent that you have with that other person. Like you're not really being respectful of that person inside of that relationship. Yeah. So, I think um, let's take a break and then we're going to go back to this whole idea of consent and talking about sexuality. We'll be right back. Okay, so there's another question that I want to ask Spring. Um, that I think might help us answer this this question of, is it okay to talk about the sex that my partner doesn't want me to talk about? Okay. Um, something that I would want to ask is, where is the discomfort coming from? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like asking the partner, like, why are you uncomfortable with your partner sharing this kind of information? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be that they've been taught not to talk about sex. So they just kind of think overall, we shouldn't talk about this. Some underlying, <laughs> there could be some underlying sexual stigmas or cultural stigmas that um, are kind of driving that that might not even be a very deeply personal issue. Right. I mean, we, we did an episode about toxic masculinity where we talked about these kind of issues as well, where society tells men that there's only one way that they're supposed to present sex, to be about sex, the kind of sex that they're supposed to have. It's supposed to be awesome and powerful and pile driving. And we're going to talk more about those in later episodes, too. Um, but if people are talking about sex and the man is not all of those things, perhaps he feels a lot of shame, not because the sex was bad, but because the sex isn't that sort of image that society says men should be about sex. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, if the discomfort is because the partner is uncomfortable with certain behaviors that they're engaging in, then they might be ready to engage in those behaviors, but they might not be ready to talk about them more broadly. Then that's another instance where um, kind of understanding more about what your partner is actually feeling discomfort about and talking about it with them so that you are fully aware of what you might have consent to share and what you might not have your partner's consent to share with your friends. Right. If you're comfortable, because there could be a difference. There could be some, some things that are okay and some things that are not okay for your partner. Right. Yep. And if you're comfortable talking to your friends about the sex you're having, I hope you're comfortable talking to your partner about why they might be uncomfortable with you sharing it. Is that like the person <laughs> that you're being intimate with should be the person that you have more intimacy and in talking about some of the sexual acts and, and the things that you are comfortable versus not comfortable sharing, I would hope. Yeah. 
And so one of the reasons that Andrew and I kind of got in this disagreement in the first place was because we tend to like to have a pretty um, easy answer as our kind of takeaway. So we want to be able to say like, overall, yes, or overall, no. And, and we couldn't do that here because we had so much nuance that we could both immediately feel within this question and, and different nuances, right? And so getting down to the like, what are you supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to, what are you, what is it okay to communicate about? And how do you know when it's okay is also a pretty nuanced answer. Like, um, we do recommend consent for everything. So you should talk to your partner about what they're okay with you sharing with your friends and what they're not okay with you sharing with your friends and understanding what those things are and why, so that you have a really firm grasp on that and you don't cross any boundaries that would upset your partner. Right. Um, uh, and if someone isn't able to actually express why they don't want you to do it, right, that opens it up for another conversation that hopefully would make for a better, stronger relationship and probably for better sex too, right? If you're actually talking about some of those reasons, it could unlock better connection to another person. Um, similarly, though, if you're in a relationship where you're feeling controlled or you feel that something isn't right or you feel that there's somebody who's kind of not allowing you to express yourself, I mean, that might be a point where you take a step back and, and you and, and you talk to your friends about what's going on, trying to gain that perspective Spring was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Um, I think it's really important for you to think about the context that you're in, the situation, and how you feel about it, right? If you feel that there might be an issue, if you feel that something's not right, or if you feel that you're being controlled, um, that's a really important conversation to have with other people um, and and with your partner if you feel safe. Um, and obviously, if you don't feel safe with your partner, and we've talked about this in a whole bunch of our episodes before, um, if you feel that your partner is being abusive, then that's a conversation that you need to be having with your your friends and with other people in your support network who can maybe help get you out of that situation as well. Yeah, and I think that a really good question to ask yourself before you start sharing information with your friends about your sex life is why am I sharing this information? Am I doing it to like, to brag in some way or to get some type of like, uh, kudos from my friends? Or am I doing it because I think my partner would want them to know? Am I doing it because I'm worried about something? Am I doing it because I have some questions about this? And understanding your own motivations so that you are very clear in what you want to say how you want to say it and what um, what kind of boundaries you can keep in place that protect your partner as well. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to kind of wrap up both of our thoughts. This wasn't very conflicty at all compared to the first time around. That's pretty funny. Now that I, we've sat about it for a month. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint people if they thought we were going to be screaming at each other. <laughs> I can't imagine what that top. Hey, if you ask us the right question and can get us screaming, um, because season two includes the nogasm, um, where you know we're not going to come to that happy ending, um, and it's not always about the happy ending. I think sometimes <laughs> having differing opinions, um, and I think that you know me sitting back and thinking about what Spring had to say helped me answer this question in a much more measured, meaningful way than my pretty quick like, of course not, absolutely not. You need to have consent to talk about 
and then with a step back, like, okay, you should have consent, um, but there are reasons and rationales why it's probably more important for you to talk to your friends, especially if there are some other serious relationship issues. Yeah. yeah. And, and I similarly was like, no, you should, because of my own experience, I was like, you should definitely be able to talk about what you need to talk about. And, um, <laughs> but especially like after having our recent experience, um, hearing people to kind of um, disregard partner's wishes um, explicitly was, you know, very eye-opening for me as well to be like, okay, this is a really important conversation for us to have on the podcast and to have people listen to and to really consider what what your um, what your reasons are for doing that. Right. And if you just want to tell your own sex story from a previous partner and leave their name out to embarrass yourself, uh, we're 100% on board there because that that is your own private story because you're not dragging anyone into it. Just, you know, in the past, this happened and it doesn't need to say who a partner is and you don't need to give specific location or context details that will out that person. But yeah, please share funny, <laughs> hilarious sex stories that do not directly tell us who that other person is. Yeah. And that's how we get better at sex anyway, right? We get better at sex by thinking about our previous awkward experiences, working through them, thinking about it, focusing, laughing about it, right? We have yeah. to learn to laugh at ourselves and all of the crazy things in our past and then get better the next time. <laughs> all right. I think we're at the end. Anything else? So we're at just the tip. Um, but today there are two tips. So we're like a double-sided tip. Mm, we are a double-sided yeah. tip. Okay. So I'm going to start. Um, and my tip is is a, a more like a lifelong goal. My, my tip's pretty terrible. Okay. Um, but when I really thought about <laughs> what's going to happen. tip, but, t- but great oh, as a goal. Right. Yeah. Great as like a life goal. Um, I think a lot of the issues that Spring and I talked about and had to think about to answer this question are about how stigmatized sex is in our everyday life, right? Like sex is stigmatized pretty much everywhere. Um, So if every day you wake up, happy Lunar New Year, um, (laughs) and say, you know, like, I need to work on destigmatizing the sex in my life, um, we know overall pretty much everyone in our world is having it. People like to talk about it. But being ashamed of the sex that we're having or being ashamed of talking about sex is probably going to lead to bad sex and relationships problems. And we can deal with a lot of that on our own, just sitting there saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing or what I'm enjoying or my body or experiencing pleasure or whatever, all of these things. So working on destigmatizing that every day. Every day we have to destigmatize. Yeah. And um my tip is to practice asking consent. So consent can feel like this really difficult thing to do. And the more often you ask for consent and ask if something is okay with someone else before you do it, even little things, can I give you a hug? Um, Can I uh, walk with you to the store? Like just asking for other people's permission to do things um, that involve them, it just makes it so much easier. Like the more you do it, the more it becomes a comfortable, habitual thing to do. And so that's my tip. Just keep asking for consent for things. And uh, that makes it just a normal part of life. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. If you have any questions or you want to follow up with us on anything in this episode, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us uh, on Gmail, where the sexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413IRAPIT. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, go check out our accounts. You can like, follow, comment there, um, and they're all at the sexwrap. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Wrap us. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.